a podcast where grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their specialty. I'm your host for this episode, McKinley, and I'm a student at College Park School in Lord Minster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about who we are and what we, we, what we will be doing in our podcast. We are a class of, tw- of 25 grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focused on expert till learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. We want to answer that old age question of why do I have to learn this by directly contacting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside the classroom. For our podcast, students will be contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person can be expert in their profession or job or in what traditional be considered a hobby or an interest. So without further ado, I am pleased to introduce our expert for this episode, who is an expert on mechanical engineering, Jason Shears. Welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yep. Let's start by getting to know you. Can you tell us tell us about yourself? Sure, I am a mechanical engineer. I'm from North Bay, Ontario. Um, I have two kids. I have in grade one and three. Um, I enjoy the outdoors. I enjoy snowmobiling. I enjoy boating. Um, uh, outdoors, cottaging, those things. How many people are in? How many people were in your family growing up? How many people were in your family growing up? Um, I have one brother, so we were a family of four growing up. What is your family like now? Um, My family, uh, I have two girls, and uh, they enjoy all the same things that we do. So uh, they like downhill ski, they like water ski, they like snowmobiles. We try to get outside as much as we can. What do you do for fun? Well, like I said earlier, snowmobiling is a big one for me. Um, that, uh, I spent a lot of time in the wintertime doing that. Um, and in the summertime, I would say probably water skiing is one of my most fun things that I like to do. Do you go any, um, like, up any special places to visit family for snowmobiling or anything? We do lots of trips. My wife and I just uh, got back from a trip to Quebec, so we like to explore different places and see different areas and scenery and that sort of thing. Where do you where did you live as a kid, and what was that like? So I was actually I uh, lived in the same area as I live right now um, as a kid, so I know the area very well. Um, I grew up here and. Um, What was school like when you were younger? Well, it's a lot different than it was now. Um, <laughs> there was a lot less uh, online interaction and most sorts of things, so technology has certainly changed. Um, but otherwise, uh, the classes I think were probably very similar. Um, I enjoyed science and technology, um, and those types of technology classes, tech classes. Um, so I think in that sense, it was probably pretty similar. 
Um, what do you remember about grade seven particularly? Grade seven, I went to um, middle Tell us about being a mechanical engineer. What is all what is what all is involved in that career? So I got into mechanical engineering because I was interested in math and technology and um, I like to fix things and work with my hands and tinker with um, mechanical things like engines and whatnot. Um, so mechanical engineering for me uh, is a lot of putting the, the theory that you learn in the practice. I know that's sometimes be hard to understand how to explain but what that means is all the things that you're learning in school like science and technology and math you're able to put into um into things that get built and designed so engineering you can get into so many different areas um in, in my area I'm, I'm in mining so i work on designs for things that go underneath underground mines now I'm going to invite Cohen up for to ask you a question. I'm going to invite Cohen up to ask you a question. Sure. How many how many years did you go to school for? So uh, I went to school for quite a few years after high school. Um, I first took a three-year college course. Thank you. What does a typical typical day look like for you? Typical day is um, a lot of and just like here, you guys are this field with a lot of online, a lot of meetings uh, over Zoom or Teams. Um, I collaborate with other engineers. Um, we work as a team, so we all have different what we call disciplines. Um, I'm, I'm a mechanical engineer, but I also work with other people that are electrical engineers and structural engineers. So that's what's Now I'm going to invite Brody to ask you a question. Hi, my name is Brody, and my question is what was the biggest machine you ever built? Biggest machine you ever built? Um, I used to work for a company that. Uh, would build creeping uh, winches for um, offshore oil rigs. Now it's hard to sort of hard to explain, but um, it would be probably close to the size of your classroom, um, and it was able to pull 200 tons um, of force. Okay, thank you.
Were you interested in mechanicals or engineering at, as a kid, and what was that like? Uh, well, like I said earlier, when I was a kid, uh, my grandfather was a mechanic, and my dad uh, liked to tinker things as well. So I kind of grew up um, taking things apart and putting them back together. So I didn't really know when I was old uh, or age what that really meant, what I really wanted to do. Um, but as I got older um, and started understanding what different jobs and careers are out there, that's where I thought that I could apply the things that I like to do with a job that could make good money and have a, a good career. So that's, that's how I got into it. Now I'm going to invite Brett to ask his question. Hi, my name is Brett, and uh, what was the coolest machine you ever helped build, and how did you feel after? Um, I'm not sure. Some of the things we, we do here are pretty cool. So we do, um, we do a lot of things with hoisting, where we these machines are like giant elevators that bring the rock from underground up to surface. And um, I think uh, being involved in those types of projects are pretty cool because you get to see them run and move, and they move quickly, and they, uh, they have a lot, a lot going on, they're very complicated, so when they work, it's very satisfying to, to see everything come together. Okay, thank you. Have there ever been times that you felt discouraged as an engineer? What made you keep on going? Absolutely, you have days where things might go right, or um, you identify mistakes that you make, and you need to be able to um, realize that you made those mistakes, or if there's things that you can't figure out, just like in school, um, you need to just be able to reach out and ask the right people and get help from where you need to to get over that hurdle. So you experience those all the time. Thank you. And how is how has technically? Oh, now I'm going to invite um Gwen up to ask her question. Hello, my name is Gwen, and how has technology changed over the years? Well, technology changed over the years for my job, uh, mainly with uh, computer programs. Um, so I don't do much of it anymore these days, but when I first came out of school, I did a lot of mechanical design, and we would do programs that would draw. So 20 or 30 years ago, when people were drawing and drafting by hand, now it's done on computer programs, and every year those computer programs are getting more and more sophisticated. So it's done now with 3D modeling, and we can um, use uh, in virtual reality where you can create a design and, and walk through it and see what you're designing. So that's getting more advanced every year. Thank you. Now I'm going to invite Liam to ask his question. Is, is is bedrock a serious threat like it is in Minecraft? <laughs> I don't know much about Minecraft, but uh, I I'm not really sure. The, uh, there's a lot of threats underground, but uh, it's a pretty safe uh, 
Okay, bye. Can you tell us about the experience where you were unsure but you chose to participate anyway and gave your best effort? Sorry, can you repeat that when I was unsure? Can you tell us about an experience where you were unsure but you chose to participate anyway and gave your best effort? For sure. Um, well, that happens all the time. Sometimes you commit to doing things that, uh, that you're unsure of. And in the end, um, you know, as long as, as long as you're learning something and you can benefit from it, then it's always worth the effort. So. In your opinion, what makes someone an expert? Do you consider yourself an expert? <laughs> no, I, I don't consider myself an expert. I think that those are types of words that other people could, could place on, on you. Um, in order to be successful in your career, you need to um, constantly understand that every day is, is a learning. There's always something to learn. And what do you think failure has to do with success? Also, when did you fail and had and how did it help you? No, Tell us about someone who you looked up to when you were younger. Oh, like I, I mentioned earlier, my grandfather was a mechanic and uh, he had been telling me that anything could be hard and fixed. Um, and just he had to have proper patience and, and learn and work through it. So that's something, somebody that I looked up to. Now I'm going to open the mic to whoever wants to ask any questions. Hi, I'm Jackson. And what, um, why did you choose mechanical engineering over all the other types of engineering? Uh, I think I, I kind of, I like the mechanical side. I like to tinker with things when I was younger. I like the um, sort of the nuts and bolts type um, side of things. Um, yeah, some of the other disciplines like electrical and um, structural didn't really interest me as much. So this is kind of the, the path that I chose. Okay, thank you. Um, hello, it's Brighton. And I was wondering, how do you feel about perpetual motion machines? <laughs> I honestly don't know much about them, so I can't really comment. Okay, thank you.
Hi, my name is Eli, and we've been designing and building popsicle stick bridges. How would you approach a task like that? Yeah. I, uh, I remember doing the popsicle stick bridge when I was a kid. Uh, it takes a lot of research and understanding the uh, the strengths in the actual brand. So, uh, ask lots of questions and do your research. Okay, thank you. Nerf miner. Uh, do you ever have to go underground as part of your job? If so, what is that like? Good question. My name is Gwen, and has COVID had any impacts on your life, positive or negative? For sure it has. Um, you know, our everyday job, um, we were able to work from home uh, because of the longer here. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, it's a, it's a still a team environment, so we work as a team. And um, that was, I found a lot harder um, working virtually as opposed to sitting in a, in a big room with a bunch of people discussing the topic. So uh, it's definitely had an impact. Any positive? Uh, it's proven um, It's proven that some of these tools that are out there really do work. Um, so program um, like a Google meeting like this or Microsoft Teams um, has allowed us to work from Okay, thank you. Do you ever use your mechanical engineering background when you're not at work? For sure I do. I, uh, I, I still like to work on things in my garage. Um, I like to do things. Um, so I'm always using that, that knowledge. Thank you. Hello, it's Britton again, and I was wondering how many people are on like a team? So it depends on the project. Sometimes it can be a little two or three. Thank you. Hi, it's Eli again, and my question is, have you ever held a diamond in your hand? Uh, no, I've not. Uh, when we're underground, uh, we're not anywhere near the, uh, the precious metals that are coming out of the ground.
Okay, thank you. Oh, it's it not working. Um, damn. Thank you. Hi, I'm Tyler. And what's the scariest thing? What's the scariest thing to imagine about, like in a mod? Like, what's the scariest thing that could ever happen in a mod, except for collapsing? Um, there's a lot of scary things that could happen. Um, the, the, the regulations in place and the things that are put in place to prevent things like that from happening. But there's always concerns with, um, with collapsing, like you mentioned, that's called fall ground. Um, and then there's other things like, uh, like a fire, so if there's a fire in the ground and it's evacuating and things like that. So, um, those are definitely scary, but, um, there's a lot of Thank you so much. What is it? What is the gender gap like in engineering? How can it be addressed? Addressed. The gender gap. That's a very good question. We do have some very good. We do have a mix of of male and female um, engineers. Um, there is more male engineers um, um, that I work with, um, but that's uh, companies like mine um, are, are very good about um, equality and hiring. Um, you know, gender does not play a role in, in how whether an engineer is hired or not, or an engineer there's, uh, um, I think there's promoting it as a career to both um, male and female people um, is definitely a good step towards uh, balancing that. And what is it like being a Polaris ambassador? <laughs> That's one of my side interests, yeah. So, um, I'm a Polaris ambassador, so I get to represent uh, that brand and uh, take part in events and do lots of fun things. So that's uh, something that um, you know you have to have your interests outside of work, and that's definitely one. That was our last class um, question from the floor. So we are going to wrap up now. Is there anything else you would you want to say? I just want to say uh, good job, Emily, and um, good job. Thank you for coming, Jason. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. We learned a lot about mechanical engineering. Thank you to my classmates for the questions, and thank you, listeners. Have a great day, and a great day. Staying tuned for the next episode. We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.